email after email, meeting after meeting. Communicating with clients can easily suck up every available minute. Client meetings quickly fill up your calendar, taking up all your time. And time? Well, time is often the single limiting factor for growth in a service business. What if you could skip the email, skip the meetings, and find a better way to communicate and save both you and your clients time? You're listening to Break the Ceiling, the show where we break down unconventional strategies you can use to save time, boost your profit, and increase your operational capacity. I'm your host, Susan Bowles. This month on the show, we're looking at unique ways to communicate with clients that opt out of meetings, of email, of conventional communication methods, and look for some alternatives. Today, we're talking about using Voxer with clients. It's primarily a voice messaging app that allows you to send short voice recordings back and forth. So if you remember back to the flip phone days, it's kind of a modern version of the push to talk Nokia phone, if you remember those. I'm going to talk to two different founders who both use Voxer to communicate with their coaching clients. We'll talk about how they're using it to replace both email and in-person meetings and about the boundaries and processes they've put in place so clients know what to expect, but also so the technology doesn't become a distraction. Throughout this episode, pay close attention to how Voxer not only saves you time, but also saves your clients time. Opting out of meetings and finding a better way to communicate not only streamlines the way you deliver your service, but it streamlines the way your clients receive value too. Nancy Jane Smith is a licensed professional counselor and therapeutic coach who specializes in working with women living with high functioning anxiety. Nancy used to work with her clients in much the way you'd expect. They'd book an appointment, come in to see her, talk through what's on their mind, and then book another appointment. It was the traditional one-to-one service model, the same that most therapists, coaches, and consultants use, and it has the same one-to-one service model constraints. Nancy was limited in how many clients she could take on and how much money her business could generate. Her clients were limited in how much support they could receive and when they could receive it. Nancy knew there had to be a better way, and that's when she found Voxer. Now, Nancy only sees her clients for a session once per month, but in between sessions, they have access to her guidance via Voxer. They can record a voice message for her at any time and she'll respond Monday to Friday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Like I mentioned earlier, this certainly streamlines things for Nancy, and it's also easier for her to work with a full load of clients and still have time for business building activities. But also, it's just so much better for her clients. One, it's hard to, for clients to, to have schedules. I kept having so many cancellations and we'd have to reschedule because stuff comes up. And, um, and just for them to take time out of their day to come see me. And so I wanted something that was a little more accessible. And then the second thing was a lot of times clients would, would have their schedule appointment and they'd be like, um, everything's great. Everything's doing wonderful. I don't have, you know, everything's great. Now last week that really sucked, but I don't want to go to last week because this week everything's great. Um, and so we would have these useless sessions frequently. And so the, this has been, Voxer is so amazing because most of my clients, um, box me every day. So they check in, they just do a check-in of what's happening, which gives me the chance to give them feedback that that they may or may, but I can see things that that they can't see. And so I think when I can give them feedback, they're like, oh, I never would have thought to bring that to session. 
um, so in that way, it's helpful because I can, I can move them faster because I can see stuff that they can't see. And they're just kind of telling me their day as they're driving home from work and it's, they're just chatting on the phone. So it isn't, there isn't, you know, a coach sitting right across from them, giving them that pressure. It's just like they're telling a friend. And so that has helped just relax them. And so the stuff they tell me is I can move them through it quicker if that makes sense. No, and, that absolutely makes sense. Kind of instantaneous feedback. I, and you don't have to remember the thing that happened and remember to like write it down so that when you have your meeting, you can remember to talk about that right. thing. When yeah. it just pops into your head, you can just say, hey, this thing, I thought this thing. Yeah. So here you yeah. go. Yeah. And then it's also been the, the unexpected benefit for me is it gives me time to respond. So if someone comes to me and they're like, this happened and I don't know what to do, I can be like, you know, my initial response is crap. I don't know what to do either. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that is an excellent question. <laughs> exactly. And so then I can be like, okay, take some time, figure it out. How do you want to how do you want to approach this with them? And so instead of me just jumping in as I would in session, I can step back. And so therefore then the feedback I give them is better because I've had a chance to come at it from a more holistic perspective. There are some major advantages to asynchronous communications, as Nancy points out. Being able to take the time to stop and fully consider actually allows you to deliver a better, more thoughtful response to clients' questions and requests, which means you're actually delivering a more valuable service. This format of communication allows for you to deliver the perfect response at just the right time. But there's also some potential for this kind of communication to go out of control quickly and be a bit of a distraction without some good boundaries in place. So setting clear expectations around how the tools will be used is critical. For Nancy, she set her boundaries that clients can record and send her a message at any time, but she'll only respond between the hours of 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. The only boundary I've set is if they send me, and, and so sometimes I do go past the six o'clock, if they send it to me before six o'clock, I respond to them. So okay. it's within the same day. So even like last night I met, you know, I had drinks with a friend at four. Um, and so I, when I got in the car at 7.30, I had a couple of boxes that had come in at like 4.15. And so I boxed them back and was very clear on saying, I know this is past the time, but it's because you got it in early. You know, you got it in before mm -hmm. six. And so I respond. And so that before that, that wasn't always my rule. I think when I set it up, I was thinking I'll hard stop at six, even if I am, you know, I won't go past six. But what's happened is a lot of times when they're voxing me at the end of the day, they're, they're talking about something that's going to happen the next day. And so when mm -hmm. they go into work the next day, I want them to have my information. That totally makes sense. So for you, as the person who is responding to these, um, and they come in kind of throughout the day, however long they are, are mm -hmm. you uh, responding to them altogether? Do you respond as they come in, as you have a few minutes? What does your workflow look like kind of administrating this system? Well, in the... So there's always a bunch of them when I start and end the day. So between nine and 10, I'm pretty much that's all I'm doing is answering boxes. And then between five and six, that's pretty much all I'm doing is answering boxes. And then the rest of the day, there might be some that randomly come in. And so if I see them, I listen to them and I respond when I see them. Um, 
but the ones that happen it, when I have to do a lot of them, so when I have a lot of clients that have voxed me, I try to do I try to do them one at a time rather than listening as if I'm working with them in session. Mm-hmm. Rather than listening to all the voxes and then replying to all the voxes, I'll do um, I'll do one at a time. But when I start, you know, when I was experiment, when I thought of this experiment and was like, oh, let me try this, I thought this is going to suck. I hate getting interrupted. It's just going to be really challenging. Um, yeah, that's my that was my first impression because I know a lot of coaches are kind of moving to this more um, using Boxer as a great tool to communicate with clients. And for me, it like I worry about getting interrupted all the time and all of a yeah. sudden having all of these requests that you didn't necessarily have before. Right. And what I, so, and that hasn't been annoying to me so far. Um, (laughs) What I like about it is, is the thing that's happened that I didn't really think of is it reminds me when I talk, I'm like, wow, I really do know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So, which sounds terrible, but in the middle of the day, you know, when I'm writing or I'm working on something and then I have the chance to talk with a person about what it is I'm doing. And it's a three minute conversation. You know, I mean, these aren't right. It's not like I'm hopping on the phone call for an hour. They're short, but they're enough for me to re-engage with my work in a different way and be like, wow, I just helped that person. And, and then, so it just kind of helps me. It's, it really has been great for my workflow. And, um, and I, I, the part I like, which is unique to me, I would drive to an office. So, Mm. Um, I, so I do my, cause I did all do all my work in person, most of my work in person. And, um, and so this has been cool cause I've moved to video and so I'm doing more at, at home. Um, but it's cut out that drive to my office and the hanging out at the office, waiting for clients, like all that has gone away, which is just fabulous. So did you find kind of giving them unlimited access to you ended up with a, do you get more communication than you would like at a weekly meeting, you know, volume wise, are you spending more time doing voxes, responding to voxes than you were in meetings, or you're finding that you're getting only the really important stuff that you would have gotten in the meetings? There are clients that, um, you know, they'll vox me on their way home. And so, and a, and a vox is 15 minutes long. That's the max it can go. Cut them off. And so I have a couple clients that will go, to 15 minutes because they're just rambling on about telling stories. And, um, and so sometimes I will admit that can get a little much. Um, and I will talk to them about that, you know, to say, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, can you, can you, um, just really edit out and talk about the stuff you really want me to be commenting on and what's really going on. Sometimes those stories are helpful, but sometimes they just get a little too much. And so I try to help guide them into what is helpful in our work to be hearing and what isn't helpful. And, and that was helpful to me. You know, there was um, Heather Gray is a woman I talked with who was doing this in her practice. And she said, it's the same as if you were working with someone in your office or on video, you want to set boundaries mm-hmm. and you want to teach them how to have these conversations. And so you may need to say, whoa, 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 you know, that don't vox me when you've been drinking or don't vox me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, when you're in the middle of the major crisis, like wait till you've calmed down a little bit and you can be a little more coherent. And so that has helped. It has helped me become a better coach because I can have those conversations with them and having the conversations behind 
around the phone, you know, not in person makes them a little easier to have. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Uh, so you've got boundaries around time frame, um, boundaries around, or at least training around what they should and should not be boxing you. Mm-hmm. Um, are there other kind of boundaries or guidelines that you give them when you're either onboarding, um, stuff that you found that you didn't expect as a hurdle you kind of either had to train or jump over? The biggest hurdle I found is, is, is building the trust because they have to trust a lot to be willing to get on the phone and share what's going on with them. And, uh, and so that has been, that's been by far the biggest challenge. And so what, one of the rules boundaries I put into place is to initially when we have our first, you know, cause we have our first meeting and that's a 90 minute session. And that's for me to like get their whole history and build a, you know, camaraderie and that sort of thing. And then from that point on, I'll say Vox me every day for the next week. Mm-hmm. And, and if they don't, I will check in and say, Hey, you know, that's this week we're doing every week. So can you, you know, what's going on? So they can get into the habit of being like, oh, this is what I do now. I check in with Nancy. When I'm feeling wigged out, I check in with Nancy. Because a lot of times they would, I found clients were waiting until a crisis, hmm. waiting until their anxiety had gone through the roof before they reached out to me. And But I need to talk to them when their anxiety isn't going through the roof, because that's when we can do the work to, um, to build up their, their inner resilience and their self-confidence. Interesting. So do you have other communication channels that you offer as well? Um, you know, can they email you? Can they, I don't know, send you a pigeon? <laughs> like <laughs> boxer pretty much, boxer's pretty much like, hey, this is the way that we can, this is the communication channel. If you have a question, if you have something going on, Voxer is the place that you do this. Yes, it's mostly Voxer is the place that you do this. I have a um, a portal through my scheduling software that I use, and and there they can communicate with me. Clients really don't, um, but I will send. That's where I can send them uh, worksheets that they can pull down, mm-hmm. and um, and they can they can also submit those worksheets to me after they've completed them. And so that's a place where we kind of can talk to each other, but we. And they can do messaging in there. They don't tend to do that. If, they're, if they want to, if we're booking, the thing I haven't quite figured out and I, as far as like streamlining and making it super slick is <laughs> when is, is the billing and then having them set up their monthly appointment. And I need to them do that right away. So like we start working and they set up their monthly appointment and they do um, they set up all three because I want them to work with me for three months at a time, mm-hmm. all three appointments. Right now, it's willy nilly. So I have someone whose their month starts on the 17th and someone else's month starts on the 25th. And I'm constantly emailing to be like, oh, you got to set up your monthly appointment. And that needs to be fixed because it's way too much work on my end. I'm down to make sure that I have their invoice and, and that sort of thing. And so I'm working on a system to to decrease that the administration <laughs> yes. the yeah yeah how to do that 
more easily, which I think if I had been a coach or who just worked online and now I'm always used to clients come into my office and they pay me there come to your office and then we and set up they, the next yeah. appointment. And so there wasn't this, oh, we got to set up an appointment and I'm not seeing you is a new thing for me. Mm, that makes sense. So given that this is a relatively new transition to Voxer um, and to more remote approaches, how, as the business owner, um, how has this affected how your business feels to run? Is it easier? Is it harder? Um, just different? What kind of impact did this transition have on you personally? I think I've taken my business more seriously this from after I transitioned to this, just because it felt, um, I was, I think I had just gotten into the rote pattern of go to work, sit for the hour. This is what you do. You take your payments, you do the next, like it had, mm -hmm. I had just bought into industry did and what everyone does in the industry. Yeah. yeah. And so this was like, Oh wait, not I'm doing what's best for my clients. This works best them and me and it just kind of feels more authentic and more um like i'm stepping into being an expert that i know what works best and i know for my clients my particular high functioning anxiety super busy mostly introverted don't want to let anyone know what's really going on clients doing something on a phone is is much more palpable to them than coming into the office and exposing their vulnerability for a full hour. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> the introvert in me very much understands that, uh, that feeling there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that's one reason I really like it is because for my, because I'm an introvert as well. And it was just, I don't have to be on. Yeah. I just have to be talking into a phone phone and it just feels so the energy is so different than when you're face to face with someone and you got to be all put together and that sort of stuff. And do you find any uh, pressure for yourself in terms of um, responding right away? Because uh, that's, that's always an issue for me when I like see an email that comes in <laughs> or I have, like I have to have all of my notifications turned off. Yes. Because I will drop everything if a notification comes in. And it's, that's where I like, I find it very distracting. So like my email, I don't have any little, you know, unread email number badges um, on either my computer or my phone because I find it so distracting. Do you, how have you managed that? Or maybe it's not an issue for you. That is an issue for the me. Urgency. <laughs> like how do you manage the urgency to respond to people that you know are looking for help? Um, how, how do you manage the urgency of your need to respond? Yeah, most of the, um, I, I, you know, whenever I see one, I'm like, ah, I got to respond. You know, I still have that. Um, and then that is, that is um, decreased over time because my, every one of my clients is like, wow, you are so responsive. This is crazy how responsive you are. And so that has, that has just helped me to be like, okay, they know I'm going to, they trust now that I'm going to get to them. Like, I don't mm -hmm. think they're ever like, well, it's been two hours. Why hasn't she responded? Like that hasn't happened. So I can give myself a little um, relaxation around that. But I, like I said, I do try. And when I, um, 
it hasn't been that bad. Like, you know, I, my husband would probably say it's been annoying because I'll be like, <laughs> oh, I got to do my boxes. You know, like we'll be in the middle of doing something. And I'll be like, oh, wait, I got to go do my boxes. And so, um, but that's what's cool too is, you know, we could take the day and I can still be working. And yeah. I'm not in my office, you know, like I'm out and about, but I just have to have my phone and, and reply to the boxes. Um, and so I think that has been a benefit. But what I do do is, is, it, is at six o'clock after I've cleared the deck, I turn off all my notifications. Gotcha. And then I turn it back on at nine and I, and I do it on the weekend at Friday at six, it's off and it goes off until Monday at nine because I just can't. It drives me too crazy. It doesn't like it stresses me out. Like I had to take Slack off my phone because there are too many notifications. Yeah. Because <laughs> I will I I'll just drop everything and be like, oh, must respond, shiny thing. Yes. And especially because I'll just be like, oh, I'll just see what they have to say. Yeah. If it's urgent. And then, but then they can see that you've listened. That you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. And so then there you go. You know, then they're like, well, what? she heard it. Yeah, Why hasn't she responded? <laughs> yeah. So I don't even go there. Like, and that was a rule from the, I was very strict this, which is hard for me. I've been very strict on the, the 9am to 6pm. And a lot of times, you know, I'll have a 9am meeting. Um, like this morning I had a 9am meeting that went till 1030. And so I didn't get back to my boxers until 11. And, and a lot of them have said, I'm at work. I can't talk to you until lunch anyway. So it doesn't matter that you don't get to me because I'm either going to talk to you at noon or I'm going to talk to you when I go home at five. So that's helped me too, to recognize it's not, you know, they're not, um, most of my clients are not looking, sitting around um, waiting for me to respond. That's helpful. Yeah. So I, I, I'm very intrigued by this actually. In a way that I didn't, I didn't expect to be. Um, so how do you handle, say that you want to go on vacation for a week or whatever? Mm -hmm. Um, do you let your clients know that, you know, Hey, boxer going to be off this week. I'm actually on vacation. I'm out. How do you, um, or do you just take Foxer and they just have Foxer and you do it while you're on vacation? What's your approach there for a, kind of a longer break than I'm just out of the office today? Yeah. Well, I went, um, I mean, interestingly, my husband was in the hospital for, um, he has epilepsy and he had to have this procedure done and he was, he was in the hospital for a week. And I stopped all my clients except for my Voxers. And so he's in the hospital and I'm answering um, and, and they knew he was in the hospital. They knew it was happening, but I was like, but it gave me, um, a way to, in that instance, it gave me a way to get out of what we were doing. Like I needed a break and I could I go out, you know, and do, but, and do my thing. But for vacations then, so the week before he went to the hospital, we went away to the Smoky Mountains and I just said to them, Hey, I'm going to be out for five days. I'll put five days to the end of your month. Mm. So, you know, we'll just extend your month by five days. And, and they were all like, okay, whatever. You know, I mean, I don't, and then like at Christmas time, I'm going to tell them like, Hey, I'm out for the time between Christmas and new year's. So we'll, we'll, I'll give you an extra week. Um, at the end, you know, at the end of the month. That makes sense. Um, any issues from them for that? Or they were all pretty understanding and 
They're all really understanding. Yeah. And I also thought they were all, they've all been very understanding of that. And I also thought there would be, especially like when my husband was in the hospital and they all knew it, I thought they might be um, more hesitant to Vox um, just because they'd be like, oh, I don't want to bother her. But they weren't, which was great, you know, because I didn't want, I, I wanted them to keep going with the work. Um, yeah. And so, and they did that, you know, and I was very clear in explaining to them that I want you to keep going with the work. I've been very honest with myself that I want to keep doing this, even though he's in the hospital, like, so let's, and they did. So that was great. And that was a great example of that communication piece that, um, that I just find so much easier to do with the, um, without the seeing the other person's face. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can absolutely relate. My husband has Crohn's, so he's often like every once in a while, there's like a random week that we're in the hospital or, yes. um, you know, where sometimes that can be, it can be an all-consuming thing, but often, yeah, you just want, you know, half hour to just step away and do something else, think about something else. And I love the idea that Voxar can give you that flexibility in a way that, um, you know, I was still doing email, you know, my husband was in the hospital for about yeah. like this summer, completely unexpectedly. Uh, and, you know, I let all my clients know, and like, hey, and pushing back meetings and um, moving stuff around. Mm -hmm. And then you, all you can do pretty much is email. <laughs> like, I can, right. I can respond yeah. to your email and fix your crisis. That's all I can do right now. Um, right. But I love that Voxer allows you to do that, you know, on your phone where you don't have to pull out the computer and figure out if you have Wi-Fi and all of those other right, exactly that allows yeah. you to be a lot more flexible, which I think is interesting. And it wasn't, you know, I didn't have to, it was, you know, most of my responses, a lot of times, you know, the, the Voxers don't go any longer. Their Voxers are about 10 minutes at the longest. You know, like I said, I have that occasional 15 minute or but 10 minutes. And then my response is usually less than five. So it's not like it's this, I don't have to be focused for an hour Mm -hmm. of listening to someone like I, you know, would if I was still seeing clients. It's, so it's a much easier in and out type of thing. Yeah, I can see that um, where you don't have to, it's nice to be able to like, I can see putting it in between meetings. Oh, my meeting ended up 10 minutes early. What do I do for 10 minutes? I'm going to pop in and right. answer a box. Like yes. just take one yeah. off the, one off the list as right. I have a few minutes. I can see where that would be really um helpful and you can work it in. And as long as you have very clear boundaries around um, setting their expectations for your response, when it's going to happen, uh, I can see where this can be really very flexible. And like you said, I can see how you can move stuff along a lot faster because people are talking to you every day instead of once a week. So you can continually move them to the next step. Right, because when they come in for this for the out when you have the hour session, they are pre deciding what's important and what's not important. So they're mm -hmm. filtering out a lot of information to tell you the story. And when when they're doing it daily, you, they don't have that filter as much. You get the whole picture in a very different way, and so it's so much easier to. Um, to be like, there you, there you did it great. That's exactly what we're talking about. Now here, yep, you got a little stuck. What do we need to do to regroup that? And you could talk about it. Whereas if, when they're coming in to tell me the story, a lot of times for a lot of my clients, they wanna just tell me the, the pretty bow on top. Yep. 
and not give me the real picture. And so that's the, that's what I love about this is I'm in there with them in the mess. And then we get to the pretty bow on top, but it, but I see that whole process. And so for the clients that just want to show me the pretty bow, this has been challenging for them in, and I think in a great way. I think that's, I think that would be really interesting because really, you know, when you're meeting weekly or you're meeting monthly or it's, it's not as immediate, there's mm-hmm. a, I guess, a, a, it really depends on the timing of the day. So if you're there and it's one of those days that it happens to be, you know, everything happens to be great, mm-hmm. you get, it's really great. And if you happen to be there on a day where it's completely the other end of the spectrum, you get the other end of the spectrum, but the timing really matters when you're, when you're getting that filter of it's all at once versus it's happening as it's happening. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. And when, and the work I'm doing with my clients is I'm not wanting, you know, you know, because people will be like, Oh, you're a therapist coach. Like you want to go in the past and talk about their parents and no, we're doing, you know, we might do that in the 90 minute session that we do at the beginning, but the work we're doing is, is how do I do my life with anxiety? And so it's, it's so much about coping skills and resilience and, and building and building real time stuff. And so that's what I love about Voxer is it allows me to do that. So yeah, if I was doing traditional therapy where I had, you know, I was hearing their life story and really digging into trauma and stuff, ah, this might be questionable way of working with people, but for really working in present time and, and building coping strategies, it is incredible. It is like I have struggled to sell my services until this came along. And now I'm just like, everyone in the world should be using this all the time. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting because it is, um, I can see where it would be very applicable for anything where you're working um, kind of one-on-one with a, with a client in terms of just being able to more immediately respond to whatever it is that they are dealing with, whether that's, you know, therapy and anxiety, or in uh, my instance, you know, I got a question about finance instead of sending me an email or, um, you know, waiting for a meeting, this can be a really immediate way to say, oh, that's a great thought. Okay. And I can go do things based off of whatever it is that we're thinking in the moment. Um, And I I like that immediacy, which um, intrigues me because I really, uh, when when we set this up, I was a little skeptical about Voxer and, um, because it, it feels like it's one of those things where it could just quickly get out of control, which I think it probably can if you don't have very clear boundaries around how you're using Voxer and when you're using Voxer and all, all of those boundaries that we talked about. Um, yeah. I, I think within the boundaries, I love the idea that you can move so much faster and get more impact per day than you would otherwise. Yeah. Cause I had a client who was a regular client. She came in once a month for an hour and then she wanted to move to Voxer. And you know, we've been doing this for three months and she's like, I have learned more in the past three months than in the two years of working with you at, you know, coming in once a month, like this is incredible. Um, and so that it's been, my clients have been saying amazing things, not just, um, not just, not just me saying them and they're all re-upping. In episode 12, 
You heard from business coach Ashley Gartland about how she had found a more streamlined way to work with clients using project intensives. But that's not the only way Ashley is streaming her one-to-one client services. Like Nancy, Ashley is also using Voxer to save time, boost profit, and create really exceptional ongoing client experiences. Ashley was looking for a way to keep working with clients who continued to want her support, but weren't really looking for a lighter retainer version of the in-depth coaching they just experienced with her. So with my regular client sessions, I have a six month coaching partnership where we are meeting three times a month and we are doing calls. And so it's very immersive. It's very hands-on. And what I was finding was after that, I had clients who were wanting to continue, but didn't necessarily feel like they needed so many calls or even any calls at all. And I had a series of clients who came back to me and said, like, I want to continue working together, but what else do you have? Like the Mm -hmm. kind of retainer. Thing wasn't very appealing to them where we would just do, you know, a couple calls or like, like take them down to a few, <laughs> few less calls than we were doing before. And so what I first started doing was offering an email only coaching offer. And, um, it's something that I had had in the back of my mind for probably years that I, I love communicating via writing and I wanted to provide them with some accountability and just to check in and a little bit of like light coaching. And that's kind of what they were asking for. And so I, tested that out with three different clients and we set up a system behind the scenes in my business to make it work really well. And it worked fine. Like there was nothing wrong with it, but I wasn't in love with it. And I didn't feel like my clients were getting the kind of benefit that I wanted them to get. It didn't feel um, intimate enough. It didn't feel personalized enough because it was automated. And so like the email was automated, not my responses, obviously. And so um. I decided to put that one on the back burner and I started thinking about like what else I would want to do with my clients. And I had been using Voxer, which is, you know, a voice memo app and with my team and with a mastermind group that I was part of. And I was, I loved it. I loved how flexible it was. I loved that it was like in the moment support. And I, I love that you were talking and not writing because it was really quick to just message back and forth with people. And so I had some reservations about rolling it out with clients, mostly that I just didn't know what that would look like capacity wise and how Mm -hmm. they would be using it. But I decided to beta test it with three different clients, kind of like I did with the email offer. So when three clients wrapped up their packages, I let them know it was available to them. They all jumped on it and were ready to go. And we started that in the summer and it worked so, so well, not just for me, but also for them. And so it's been something that I've continued to offer to clients who are continuing now. And I think I now have about eight people doing it. And I think my capacity is going to be around 10, but we'll see over time. And so what kind of um, boundaries have you set in place around, you know, how they can communicate with you or how you respond to them? Yeah, that was really important for me because what I didn't want to do was spend all day messaging back and forth with people on Voxer. Like that that wasn't going to be a good <laughs> use of my time, right? And so one thing that I, I'll say is I only offer this to people who are continuing with me. So I know we have a really good foundation. I know their communication style. I also know where they're at in their business and I can sense like what's going to be a good fit for them. Like some people will continue with another like six month package and do the high touch and that's where they're at. But the people who are starting to phase out of that need can do the Voxer coaching partnership. And so I, I know what their, their needs are and they do too. And so it like has to be a good fit for where they're at in their business and where they're looking for support. So that's really important first off. And then I do communicate some boundaries up front. I let them know that I will be available to respond to messages Monday through Friday from about nine till three 
And if they message outside of those hours, I will get back to them in the next day. And if they message over the weekend, like they're welcome to message me in the moment I want them doing that, but they know that the response won't come until Monday. Cause I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to be boxing with people all weekend when I was spending time with my family. Yeah, so absolutely. Those boundaries in place. And I also gave myself a nice buffer of, I will respond to messages within 48 hours. It's the same thing I do with my coaching clients who I do calls with and, you know, we message back and forth. I just use that same boundary because I find that that's helpful in busy seasons in my business but most of the time I'm able to get back to them in like, you know, the same day. And do you have anybody that has an issue with the 48 hour response time that they're expecting it faster or slower, or um, they just accept the boundary that is, here's the response, here's how it works. And that's fine. Did you have any pushback? No, it's been so, I mean, I, I think I tend to attract really respectful clients who are also trying to enjoy more margins in their own life. And mm-hmm. so they don't want to be messaging all the time either. So that's been, it's, I haven't had one single question or complaint around it. In fact, I have clients who will message me on like Friday evening and, and the start of the message set literally says, I know you won't get to this till Monday, but I just wanted to message this while it was like fresh on my mind. So I know the response is coming and don't feel a need to rush it. I love that. And I've, I have found, um, I think with a lot of people that the more boundaries you put in place, the more um, respectful, like nobody seems to have an issue with boundaries that are explicit, you know, that you're clearly stating this is a boundary, this is the expectation about how it's going to work. And I think sometimes in our own heads, we expect there to be more pushback than there actually is. And just the fact of clearly communicating the expectations sort of negates all of that. Yeah, it goes so far. And then the other like really clear communication I've had around this is that if they have a need for like a deeper dive, if they have like, I've had clients who are launching something or maybe they want to set their new year goals or, you know, if they want to do something that's a little bit more hands-on and a longer conversation, the people who do the Voxer Coaching Partnership are welcome to book an additional call if they want to. And I've only had two clients do that for very specific things, but that also eliminates a ton of back and forth if we're going into something really that mm-hmm. requires an in-depth conversation. That makes sense. And I love the idea that the kind of the concept for the Voxer coaching um, plan really came out of your clients wanting to minimize meetings. It's interesting because, uh, you know, the topic, the way I'm approaching this is from the operational capacity of our own business, you know, from a systems perspective, administrating how you work with clients. But I love the fact that we also need to be really cognizant of the fact that it's a big time commitment, not just for us, but also for our clients. Those meetings that we're having should be functional. And once you get past that in-depth work, sometimes you don't need it and they don't need it either. Yeah, Um, So I love love that concept. Yeah. I've seen some of my clients really leverage this. Like I have a client who calls while she's driving carpool to pick her kids up, you know, like, so I hear from her frequently and it's always around the same time of the day. Like she's using her time really wisely. She just pops her earbuds in, updates me on her business, lets me know where she needs feedback. And I can respond same thing, like really flexible on my own time to her needs. And she doesn't have to worry about fitting in a call somewhere that might take her out of something else in her business. So I love it for that reason. Yeah. And I think you can also be um, more both as the business owner more in the moment about your questions and that you can just ask it. <laughs> you don't have to like find a time and get both of your schedules and send the, send the link. And then by the time you actually have the meeting, you sort of either forget or it's not an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then on, 
you know, on your end, you have the same challenges, but you can, you can address the need in the moment in a more immediate way that I would expect it kind of feels a little bit higher touch, even though it's actually, you know, less, you know, you're not scheduling a meeting, you're not spending an hour with them. Um, do you find that there is a, from the client perspective, um, do they feel like you are more responsive or immediate or getting different benefits from that, that style of coaching versus in-person coaching? I think it does feel like it accelerates things for them, right? Because they can message right away. And, and my clients can too via um, a Trello board that we have when we're doing a long-term coaching partnership. But there's something about the, the speaking of the question and like them walking me through what's really going on in real time and me being able to respond very quickly that just, it does, it does create a lot more intimacy. I love that. Um, so when you, when you were transitioning clients from the old method to the new method, did you run into any kind of challenges or this was just really well received and for your, you know, from your standpoint, it operates really well, or did you run into some kinds of issues when you were kind of transitioning that? Yeah, I think I just needed to, there haven't been any really big challenges with it. I think one thing has been introducing them to the new tech because a lot of my clients didn't use Voxer before and didn't mm -hmm. even know what it was. And so like number one, explaining it and telling them how it works is really important. And then when I onboard them into it, I show them how to use it or I, you know, I send them a, an onboarding email saying, this is how it's going to work. And here's where our communication is going to happen. And then, you, you know, outline all those boundaries again. So that's been helpful in kind of getting them over the hurdle to learning Voxer. And again, it's like super simple once you're in there, I feel like my five-year-old could do it. But if you're not familiar with it up front, it just, it helps ease any concerns they have about switching how we're communicating. Um, so that was a challenge. And then, you know, the one thing that I've noticed with it from my perspective is that people will use it for like, sometimes they'll message about just one little thing. It'll be a quick one minute message, but sometimes people like to check in, you know, once a week or so with Voxer and they'll mm -hmm. highlight a couple of different things. So for me, it's really important for me to have a piece of paper out and be able to take some notes so that when I'm mm. responding, I can remember all the things that they said, which works just perfectly fine. It just means that I have to have my notebook out. And do you find that they have any, um, is there any resistance to, you know, one more piece of tech or one more app to the communication channel or not really? And they just, this is what it is. This is how this works. And they download the app and no problem. Yeah. They haven't had any problems. And I think it's because the platform is so intuitive and so easy and it's free. Like there's not a lot of um, barriers to entry for them. Mm -hmm. And also in terms of adding one more thing, we're also subtracting something. So we're no longer communicating via our Trello board. We're no longer doing, you know, the calls for our six month partnership. They're moving into this instead. And so is instead of adding something else, we're subtracting something first and then adding this in. So is this taking this, when they are on the Voxer coaching plan, this is the only communication method that's available? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So simple. Um, okay. So how, from your perspective, has the Voxer approach, the Voxer coaching approached, um, how, how has it felt to you from an operational standpoint in terms of like actually administering this, um, finding times to respond to everybody? Do you batch respond? Do you, how do you approach that from your end? 
Yeah. Well, I definitely back respond. Um, I found that that's helpful with all of my client communication to be in the mindset of I'm responding to my client messages right now. And so I'll do that with my clients who are in the Trello board and doing the six month partnership. And then I'll go through the Voxer coaching partnership messages that I've received for the day and respond to those. And that's just something that I do. I have it set in my schedule. I know when it's going to happen. And that's been really easy for me to tackle. What I really love that it's done for my operational capacity is that it's allowed me to essentially double my client load without doubling my call time or my workload. And that was something that I was feeling um, really limited by. You know, I serve eight clients a month with my long-term coaching partnership. And if people were continuing, I could still serve those same eight clients a month because they were just filling calls differently. But now I can serve, you know, another 10 or so clients a month in the Boxer Coaching Partnership without worrying about how that fits into my call calendar. And that's been really helpful for me because I really wanted to serve more people, but I still wanted it to be really high touch. For both Nancy and Ashley, they approached this technology with very clear boundaries around how they were willing to communicate. They trained their clients on how to use the app and clearly defined their response times, availability, and then continually reinforce those boundaries that they set in place. Voxer is a tool that without a clear idea of how you're going to use it, can quickly become a distraction for you and your workflow. But with firm boundaries and clear expectations, Nancy and Ashley both harness the technology to minimize client emails, eliminate client meetings, and deliver more immediate and valuable support to get their clients' results faster than they would have been able to using a traditional recurring client meeting format. We usually look at improving efficiency and streamlining through the lens of our own business, like reducing client meetings so we can remove that limit on our time and create the capacity to serve more clients. But when we start thinking about new ways to deliver service, it forces us to think about how to deliver the same value in a different way, and that often results in a better experience for our clients. The same value in less time is better for everyone. Clients don't want to waste their time in meetings or with back and forth emails any more than we do. So when we can develop new strategies to make the delivery of our service even more efficient, everyone wins. If you're enjoying the conversations we're having about unconventional ways to manage client meetings, and you're not sold on the idea that meetings are inevitable, make sure you tune in next week. I'll be talking to Parker Stevenson from Evolved Finance about how he transitioned from regular monthly client meetings to recorded Loom videos and eventually transitioning into group office hours. If you want to connect with Ashley, check out her website at ashleygartland.com and get in touch with Nancy at live-happier.com. Growth is only hard when your business isn't built for it. And unfortunately, the way you assume your business should be built probably doesn't leave much room for growth. Your calendar is full, pipelines empty, your systems are backlogged, and you're up to your eyeballs just trying to keep it all together. I help service entrepreneurs like you boost their profit, save time, and configure their businesses for growth by carefully examining all those have-tos and shoulds that make up the way you've built your business. Together, we find ways to ease your burden while continuing to deliver incredible experiences to your clients. As your growth advisor, I'll show you that you don't have to sacrifice your work-life balance, your client satisfaction, or your quality of work to have a business that's built to grow. You just have to build it differently. It all starts with getting clear on your money and your foundational systems. I'll help you identify your profit centers, define processes that drive revenue, and create automations that fuel your cash flow. 
I'd love to talk with you about how you can jumpstart your revenue growth by doing less. To get started, shoot me an email at susan at scalespark.co. From there, we'll hop on the phone and see if you're a good fit for a custom growth blueprint. Again, reach out to susan at scalespark.co. I'd love to help you break through the ceiling. Break the Ceiling is produced by Yellow House Media. Our production coordinator is Sean McMullen. This episode was edited by Marty Seafeld with production assistance by Kristen Rumvik. And our theme music is Feel So Fly by The Unders. Mm-hmm.